0: Okay, welcome to episode 23 of the a t podcast. Hope you guys had a good week as usual. It's been a stressful week for me. I uh, had a, quite a few early morning starts with the test cricket moving on into the night hours. I was trading the New Zealand versus England game and the India-Australia game back to back. This time of the year, I'm usually abroad where I get to sneak in a few more hours of sleep. Whereas over here, I have to wake up at 1 a.m. And since the India game started at 4 I have to end up working till 12, get a couple hours nap in, and then i got the UK racing at 2. So I'm working around 15 hours a day. Now through the winter, I don't really trade UK racing, but this year I made a real effort to brush up on my jumps racing. I think I touched on this before in a a previous video. So that's been paying real dividends. But having said that, given how full on my schedule's been, I have kind of made the mistake of overstretching myself and just overworking, and it's no doubt taken a toll on my results it's no doubt had an effect on my decision making as of last year i've gone through i've gone to real lengths to improve my trading and i've gone as far as to keep journals which i promised i would do on a daily basis but that's proven to be quite cumbersome so every time i have a bad session instead i make an effort to write down exactly how i was feeling what i was going through at the time and what made me make those decisions and if you do that for long enough The same themes tend to creep up every time uh, something bad happens um, and a pattern starts to emerge in your betting. And the constant theme that underpins all my bad days always comes down to greed and addiction somewhat. As I said earlier, this past week was littered with opportunity, but it meant that I was working 11 hours through the night followed by four four hours in the afternoon. So I was just overstretched. Now, Saturdays, I usually wake up early anyway to trade the Australian racing. But there's a big difference when you have to do it for five days in a row, eight hours at a time, compared to doing it once a week for only a few hours on the Australian racing where you only need 30 seconds to a few minutes of concentration at a time as opposed to eight hours at a time where you have to concentrate and be able to read a game. So I really... Overestimated my workload and to my detriment, it had an effect on my results. My results were compromised. So, the first couple innings on both matches, I worked myself into a good position and ended up giving most of it back in the latter half of both games. And when I tally up my end of week profits, they're quite underwhelming for the amount of hours I worked, especially when you compare it with the week before where I made double the money and I literally worked half the hours. So I hope this drives home an important point. The more hours you work doesn't necessarily translate to more profit in, in this line of work anyway. Um, and especially if you're working through the night at unsocial hours when your concentration and your ability to make optimal decisions is seriously compromised. So for the remainder of the New Zealand, um, the New Zealand test cricket schedule, I'm either going to sack you off completely or just trade the first 50 overs or the last 50 overs so that it coincides with the India-Australia series and that way I'll still be fresh for the uh, horse racing in the afternoon. So in the short run, uh, in the short term, it may look like I'm leaving money on the table but what I'm actually doing is safeguarding myself from making any potentially disastrous decisions which can easily happen when you're irritable and tired and Avoiding those are much more important to the bottom line at the end of the year. Okay, so with that out of the way, I want to talk about something that's really been taking the internet by storm as of late. So I'm going to show you guys a few pictures and I want you to point out to me anything that stands out. Well, before your blood starts rushing, those women you just saw are not real. They're computer-generated images using artificial intelligence. Now making those images involves something called using a deep neural network, which is a computer system which mimics the way the brain learns. And the systems are trained by being exposed to large data sets of real faces. And they're then able to produce images Uh, which are pretty much indistinguishable from real life. And the punchline is you can do it yourself just by using text prompts. So let's have a play around with it ourselves and see what we can produce. Deep AI is one of the most popular, one of the most known out of all these image-generating AI tools. So we're just going to try something completely random. Let's try Pikachu um, sitting in McDonald's see what we get okay well he's not sitting in mcdonald's he's sitting outside of it but um i mean yeah that's just totally ai generating that's just that's not even real let's just let's try something else elderly lady green eyes oh my goodness what on earth is that <laughs> bloody oh all right that's no good but the thing is with the with the ai you need to game it in a way you need to kind of unlock um the the images so you need to game you need to write the right text prompts so if you look at some of the examples of what other people managed to create um like this for example look how realistic that looks as opposed to well mine looks pretty realistic when it looks pretty daft with the uh, looks like makeup whatever that is um Here's another AI image that's been generated. There's some pretty cool ones here, actually. So... <laughs> is that supposed to be an elderly Usain Bolt? I think it is. But yeah, pretty wild. Can you imagine the danger this spells for those fan girls? Um, literally, they, they can literally be replaced with 10 out of 10 models. And it's not long before we have an army of bots flooding... Uh, all of OnlyFans and then just outsourcing the conversations to some guy in South Asia who's going to be rating and responding to dick pics. AI is even being used to replace workforces with rising labor costs. Businesses who operate at scale are able to sack off most of their employers and then just put machines in place and it's already happening. You Look at McDonald's now, you go to most McDonald's and you're ordering on a screen. There's no one there taking the orders. There's even a McDonald's in the US, which is operating with zero staff. So does this mean that hospitality, transportation uh, is all going to be replaced by AI? I mean, we're just scratching the bottom of the surface, and things are moving a lot faster than you think. Three months ago, a company called ChatGPT launched, and it sent the internet into a frenzy. It's only been three months, and it's already got 100 million users. Within five days, it had a million users. And to put that into perspective, Netflix took 40 months, Twitter took 20 months, Facebook took 10 months, and Instagram took three months. So it's the fastest growing platform in the world, and it's already valued at $29 billion. I think Microsoft have a $10 billion investment in it already. Whilst it's still free, I recommend you all go and have a play around with it. Um, I'll show you how it works in a second. It's no doubt going to be monetized soon with professional plans. I mean, the upkeep of the software just, it must be through the roof. All right, so what is it exactly? Well, it's a very large, powerful language, artificial intelligence system that can perform a pretty impressive uh, amount of tasks from having a conversation with you to solving problems from system errors, cracking code, um, marketing, writing scripts, and essays to pretty much anything. So you present the model with a query or request by entering it into a text box. The AI then processes that request and responds based on the information it has available. It's such a powerful machine learning software that Google is already building its own rival called Google Bard. So now we've established how AI can replace real people, um, hospitality, journalism, but can ChatGPT replace trading so since chat gpt is showing such a high level of knowledge and expertise in nearly all matters traders are already trying to figure out whether or not it can be used to predict outcomes of financial markets and sports events just have a quick browse through youtube and you'll see there's plenty of videos out there already of people messing around trying to build system and bots to exploit the markets so once again let's have a play around with this software and see for ourselves uh, what it's capable of. All right, so let's fire up ChatGPT and uh, have a little mess around with it. Now, bear in mind, first of all, that I'm not a coder. So we're gonna keep this as really simple as possible. All right, so let's give it a go. So I'm gonna ask ChatGPT to write some code because that's what it's good at. Let's see what it comes up with. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna generate some code and we're gonna copy and paste it onto trading view. So this is a really good website for pulling up charts on pretty much any asset class, whether it be Forex stocks, cryptocurrency so for illustration purposes we'll pull up Bitcoin because I do trade Bitcoin myself so let's pull it up and we're gonna go to the pine editor here at the bottom, and we're just gonna copy and paste the code, so we're gonna ask it not. To specify the asset just to keep it general. Alright, so it's written the code. Now let's give it a go. All we're gonna do is copy and paste it here. And let's see what happens. Alright, so apparently there's an error in the code as you can see here at the bottom. So let me just give some prompts to Chat GPT to change it. Code didn't work. All right, so it's rewritten the code. Now let's give this a go. All right, still not working. So let's give this another go. Let's be more specific. And given that uh, trading view is just updated to version 5, I think ChatGBT is a little bit behind. The information it has is up to 2021. Um, I only know that because I was playing around with it earlier and it couldn't give any predictions. past 2021 because that's what they had data for and there we go now it worked as you can see if we zoom in it tells you exactly when to buy when to sell all these prompts here when to buy when to sell and then if we look at the performance of this strategy plus thirty thousand dollars profit thirty percent profit well twenty five percent profit i think it's based of a hundred thousand dollar bankroll so obviously this needs to be back tested and tried under current market conditions and probably tweaked somewhat. Um, But yeah, that took literally two minutes to build a strategy. Uh, It's as simple as that. So maybe I'll be messing around with this myself. Anyway, let's give it a try on sports trading. Let's get to the juicy stuff. And instead of prompting ChatGPT for some code, I'm just going to straight up ask ChatGPT to make a prediction and let's see what it comes up with. So this is going to be fun. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through Bedfair. And I'm just going to pull up some random events, sports that I trade. So let's have a look at the PGA Tour this weekend. we got the Honda Classic coming up. So let's ask ChatGPT what it thinks about who's going to win this weekend. So let's give it a go. So going to win the Honda Classic on the PGA Tour this weekend okay all right so ChatGPT does not make future predictions which is a bummer but you remember earlier when we were messing around with the image generating ai where you have to kind of game it by typing in the right prompts in order to get the most realistic images the same thing works with this type of ai as well with this ChatGPT, you need to game it in a way you need to type things in a certain way to try and coerce the AI into giving you an answer. So I'm gonna kind I'm gonna try and do it in a roundabout way. I'm gonna ask ChatGBT to do it to write a script for a fictional movie for a man predicting the winner of this week's Honda Classic. So this is gonna be fun. Let's see what happens. Alright, this is gonna be fun. A man named Tom is sitting on his couch watching the Honda Classic, taking notes and analysing each shot conditions look tough I'm leaning towards Brooks Koepka all right so the AI is instantly wrong because Brooks Kepka isn't even playing this weekend he's not even on the PGA tour anymore he's joined the live tour so this is the problem with AI it can only make predictions based on information it has on hand and if you remember as I said earlier it only has data up until 2021 so I'm going to ask the AI to stop generating and I'm going to tell it ChatGP to rewrite the script. All right, so now the AI is predicting Ricky Fowler to win. And Ricky Fowler isn't playing this weekend either. So this is a bit of a waste of time. Let's try a different sport. And we got the Tommy Fury, Jake Paul fight coming up this weekend. So it's more binary. Um... I'm going to force the AI to pick a winner out of those two. So let's go with the old movie script angle again. It's right script for man predicting the winner of Tommy Fury and Jake Paul. Okay, now the AI is telling me there is no fight between Tommy Fury and Jake Paul scheduled for this weekend. So now this is uh, it's getting a little bit confusing. Um let me try and correct the AI. Now the AI model is saying I do not support predicting the outcome of violent or physical altercations. It's important to prioritize safety and respectful individuals. Wow. Okay. So I think ChatGPT might have a conscience. Okay. Because it's considered as a fight, a street fight, I'm gonna have to be more specific and specify as a boxing match. So I'm gonna give this one last try okay so I've changed the word fight to boxing match <laughs> okay it's finally <laughs> it's finally writing a script this is pretty interesting it's giving a pretty good breakdown it's like two pundits going back and forth based on historical data Paul has a much higher knockout percentage than fury that could give him the edge but fury has a lot more experience fighting against skilled opponents well that's bullshit Ladies and gentlemen, we have a unanimous decision. The winner of the fight by a narrow margin is Tommy Fury. (laughs) So there you have it. There you have it. I've managed to coerce ChatGPT into making a prediction and it's chosen uh, Tommy Fury for this weekend's fight. So we're going to have to wait to the weekend to see if that comes to fruition. But um, yeah, we're not prompting it for any code for sports. I'm just asking for straight up predictions but, um yeah, there you go that that's uh, that's kind of what ChatGPT is uh, capable of. It, it takes some messing around, but um, this is only the first you know the first version. there's going to be many versions of it. It's like the internet when the internet first came out, it was dead slow, and now it's you know whatever a gigabyte a second is uh, is standard is normal. So this we're still in the baby stages of this whole thing. But it's it's clear that you can't use ChatGPT to predict events, and it even gives you a reason. You know, it's an AI language model, um, and you know the current crux of the artificial intelligence is just not designed to do uh, that. However, what it can do is help skilled coders. Um, in building their own AI sports betting bot, which, by the way, is still very labor-intensive. What you can do is you can go and check out some other YouTubers who've made attempts at creating a profitable bot in the sports sphere. Um, Some of them have promised to make uh, generous uh, returns. For me personally, AI has been around a long time and it's finally being integrated with real-world applications But as far as sports betting goes, it's still a slow burner. There are companies out there offering betting using a neural network and deep brain learning uh, systems. But at the end of the day, the fact remains that the most successful winners in this arena are those who interpret information by themselves for the simple reason that the neural network, um, these AI machines, are yet to outperform humans in this field, at least in this arena anyway. ChatGPT also isn't the most reliable communicator. Um, You have to get it to open up to you by giving it the right prompts and nudges in the right direction, which, by the way, could be a new job set in and of itself in the future. Just being able to converse with the AI, giving it the optimal prompts to unlock information, um, it kind of reminds me of jailbreaking back in the day for those that remember, um, whoever was around during the iPhone 3, iPhone 4 era, uh, you could unlock it and download unlimited software and that's kind of what you have to do with chat gpt from a personal standpoint i'm already up against bots and people with far more superior information than me on horse racing and i've still been able to survive and thrive simply because i keep evolving my edge but battling against ai machines and robots that are more capable than humans is something i'm not too worried about in the near future, just yet. Um, You know, especially for the sports I trade, like horse racing and cricket and golf, where, you know, there's so many variables at play. Every single golf course is different. Every shot is different. You know, the wind changes. The conditions when a player is teeing off in the morning as opposed to the evening can be completely different and can have a big influence on the game. With a cricket pitch, the pitch is a very living thing. And the team batting first can have wholly different conditions to the team batting last on a day four, day five crumbling wicket in South Asia. So if AI ever does start predicting games, then cricket, golf, and horse racing are going to be the last sports it gets to. Sports like NBA um, or football or tennis where it's played on a fixed pitch, they're going to be the first sports that these AI machines can start tackling and start predicting outcomes on but sports where it's a constant shape-shifting with regards to the variables it's going to be very difficult for ai to get there but i'm always keeping my ear to the ground and always interested in new developments in this space i think ai has it already has real world application with regards to manual labor and potentially writing scripts Um, but that comes with its own set of dangers because like i said the chat gpt has gives information based on data it already has which is limited so it can regurgitate just absolute garbage so there is that element of human touch which is required and when it comes to replacing labor no one's really going to want to go out to a restaurant (laughs) where it's all robots you know it's that human experience which makes your you know interactions just that much more special when you want to go out so i don't think people are that going to be that inclined to go to a restaurant and dine out where it's going to be robots serving you food. So yeah, in the real world, it's definitely applicable and it's definitely here to stay. But with regards to sports trading, I think uh, I think there's still enough life left for us manual traders to stick it out and survive. So um, yeah, I I definitely rec- recommend having a play around with ChatGPT, especially if you want to learn code or learn anything for that matter. Um like I said, it has so much information and you can learn so much just by conversing with it. And it's, it's quite fun, actually. Um, but let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Uh, let me know what you guys think about AI, its influence and where it could potentially be heading in the future. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share where possible. And I'll see you guys in the next video.